Clearshore presents i at the NIH Evidence-Based Translational Medicine by Steve Blank December 17, 2014 at steveblank.com We have learned a remarkable process that allows us to be highly focused and we have learned a tool of trade we can now repeat. This has been of tremendous value to us. Andrew Norris, Principal Investigator, BCN Biosciences. Over the last three years, the National Science Foundation I-Corps has taught over 700 teams of scientists how to commercialize their technology and how to fail less, increasing their odds for commercial success. To see if this same curriculum would work for therapeutics, diagnostics, medical devices, and digital health, we taught 26 teams at UCF a life science version of the NSF curriculum. 110 researchers and clinicians and principal investigators got out of the lab and hospital and talked to 2,355 customers. For the past 10 weeks, 19 teams of therapeutics, diagnostics, and medical devices from the National Institutes of Health, from four of the largest institutes, NCI, NHBLI, NINDS and NCATS have gone through the i at NIH. 87 researchers and clinicians spoke to 2,120 customers, tested 695 hypotheses, and pivoted 215 times. Every team spoke to over 100 customers. The Big Questions The NIH teams weren't just teams with ideas. They were fully formed companies with CEOs and principal investigators who already had received a $150,000 grant from the NIH. With that SBIR Phase 1 funding, the teams were trying to establish the technical merit, feasibility, and commercial potential of their technology. Many will apply for a Phase 2 grant of up to $1 million to continue their R&D efforts. Going into the class, we had three questions. One, could companies who were already pursuing a business model be convinced to revisit their key commercialization hypotheses and iterate and pivot if needed? Two, was getting the principal investigators and CEO out of the building more effective than the traditional NIH model of bringing in outside consultants to do commercialization planning? And three, would our style of being relentlessly direct with senior scientists who hadn't had their work questioned in this fashion since their PhD orals work with the NIH teams? Evidence-Based Translational Medicine We've learned that information from 100 customers is just at the edge of having sufficient data to validate or invalidate a company's business model hypotheses. As for whether you can or should push scientists past their comfort zone, the evidence is clear. There is no other program that gets teams anywhere close to talking to 100 customers. The reason? For entrepreneurs to get out of the building at this speed and scale is an unnatural act. It's hard. There are lots of other demands on their time, etc. But we push and cajole hard. Our phrase is, we're relentlessly direct knowing that while they might find it uncomfortable the first three days of the class, they come out thanking us. The experience is demanding, but time and time again, we have seen i teams transform their business assumptions. 
This direct interaction with potential users and customers is essential to commercialize science, whether to license the technology or launch a startup. This process can't be outsourced. These teams saved years and millions of dollars for themselves, the NIH, and the U.S. taxpayer. Evidence is now in hand that with i at NIH, the NIH has the most effective program for commercializing science. Lessons Learned Day Every week at this 10-week class, teams present a summary of what they learned from their customers' interviews. For the first presentation, each team created a two-minute video about their 10-week journey and an eight-minute PowerPoint presentation to tell us where they started, what they learned, how they learned it, and where they're going. This Lessons Learned presentation is much different than a traditional demo day. It gives us a sense of learning, velocity, and trajectory of the teams, rather than a demo day showing us how smart they are at a single point in time. BCN Biosciences The video from Team BCN Biosciences describes what the intensity, urgency, velocity, and trajectory of an I-Core team felt like. Like a startup, it's relentless. BCN is developing a drug that increases anti-cancer effects of radiation in lung cancer and or reduces normal tissue damage by at least 40%. They were certain their customers were radiation oncologists, that MOA data was needed, and they needed to have Phase 1 trial data to license their product, and needed more than $5 million in six years. After 10 weeks and 100 interviews, they learned that these hypotheses were wrong. The i experience helped the BCN Bioscience team develop an entirely new set of business model hypotheses, this time validated by customers and partners. The money slides for BCN Biosciences are slides 22 and 23. You can't outsource customer discovery. What we hear time and again from the principal investigators is, I never would have known this, or I wouldn't have understood it if I hadn't heard it myself. Up until now, the NIH model of commercialization treated a principal investigator as someone who can't be bothered to get out of the building, let alone insist that it's part of their job in commercialization. In the 21st century, using proxies to get out of the building is like using barbers as surgeons. Clinicuity While the Clinicuity video sounds like an ad for customer discovery, listen to what they said, then look at their slides. This team really learned outside the building. Clinicuity's technology automatically extracts data in real time from clinical notes, the narrative text documents in an electronic health record, and provides a summary in real time. Their diagrams of the healthcare customer segment in slides 15 to 18 were outstanding. Gigagen. The Gigagen team making recombinant gamma globulin holds the record for customer discovery, 163 customer interviews on multiple continents. Gigagen's learning on customer value proposition and who were the real stakeholders was a revelation. Their next-to-last slide on activities, resources, and partners put the pieces together. Affinity Therapeutics Affinity came into class with a drug-coated arterial venous graft. Graft narrowing is a big problem. One of the things we tell all the teams 
is that we're not going to critique their clinical or biological hypotheses. Yet, we know that by getting out of the building, their interaction with customers might do just that. That's what happened to Affinity. Affinity is a great example of a team that pivoted their MVP. They realized they might have a completely new product, vascular wraps, that can reduce graft infection. See slide 17 to 23. Haro. Haro is making a drug for the treatment of high-risk neuroblastoma, the most common extracranial cancer in infancy and childhood. On day one of the class, I told the team, your presentation is different from the others, and not in a good way. That's not how I described them in the final presentation. After 120 interviews, the HARO found that there are oncology organizations and CI-funded clinical development partners that will take HARO's compound and develop it at their own expense and take it all the way into the clinic. This will save HARO tens of millions of dollars in development cost. See slides 12 and 13. Cardiacs. Cardiacs is developing a neurostimulator to treat arterial fibrillation. Their video points out some of the common pitfalls in customer discovery. Great summary from Mark Bates, the principal investigator. You don't know what you don't know. Scientific discovery is different than innovation. You, as a prospective entrepreneur, need this type of systematic vetting and analysis to know the difference. After 80 interviews, they realized they were jumping to conclusions and imparting their bias into the process. Take a look at slides 8 through 11 and see their course correction. The other 15 presentations were equally impressive. Each and every team stood up and delivered, and in ways that surprised themselves. The Lean Startup Approach, Hypothesis Testing Outside the Building, was the first time clinicians and researchers understood that talking to customers didn't require sales, marketing, or an MBA. That they themselves could do a pretty good first pass. ICOR at NIH just gave us more evidence that's true. A team effort. This blog post may make it sound like there was no one else in the room but me and the teams, but nothing could be farther from the truth. The I-Corps at NIH teaching team was led by Edmund Pendleton. Alan May and Jonathan Fay taught medical devices. John Blaho and Bob Story taught diagnostics, and Carl Handelsman and Keith McGregor taught therapeutics. Andre Marquis, Frank Rimolowski, and Dean Cheng provided additional expertise. Brandy Nagel was our tireless teaching assistant. Jerry Engel is the NSF I-Corps faculty director. Special thanks to Paul Yock of Stanford Biodesign and Alexander Osterwalder for flying across the country and world to be part of the teaching team. I created the iCore Lean Launchpad Syllabus Curriculum and with guidance from Alan May, Carl Handelsman, Abbas Gupta, and Tom Morrill, adapted it for life science, healthcare, digital health. The team from VentureWell provided the logistics support. The I-Corps program is run by the National Science Foundation, Babu Dasgupta, Don Millard, and Anita LaSalle. And of course, none of this would be possible without the tremendous and enthusiastic support and encouragement of Michael Weingarten, the director of the NIH-NCI-SBIR program and his team. Lessons Learned 
The iCore Lean Launchpad curriculum works for therapeutics, diagnostics, and device teams. Talking to 100 customers not only affected teams' commercial hypotheses, but also their biological and clinical assumptions. These teams saved years and millions of dollars for themselves, the NIH, and the U.S. taxpayer. Evidence is now in hand that the NIH has the most effective program for commercializing science. In the 21st century, using proxies to get out of the building is like using barbers as surgeons. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the show. We would like to hear from you, so please send your thoughts to comments at clearshore.us or visit us at clearshore.us. If you would like this show delivered to you automatically, you can subscribe to the Clearshore Podcasts on iTunes. Wishing you all the best until next time.